I'm the stay-at-home mom that doesn't have anything better to do, Matt. And this is the <laughs> literature show. <laughs> oh my god! So this week we will be talking about apocalypse novels, um, and like utopias, dystopias, and currently the world we exist in. So let's get started. <laughs> I disagree with that statement. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Proceed, Austin. The world has never been in better shape than it is right now. And oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, neither has my mental health. <laughs> yeah, because y'all were so mentally healthy before this started. <laughs> no, we weren't, which is why we didn't need it to be worse. <laughs> y'all just need to go outside. It's gray and rainy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go to the park. Take a walk. Don't sit at your house looking at a television screen and or laptop and or phone and or your family members. Hey, I did go for a drive this morning. Thank you very much. That's not what I said. (laughs) I was not looking at any of those things. I was looking at the road. There were school buses out. I was confused. What? Yeah, Yeah, because I've taken meals to kids. Oh. Oh, okay. Huh. But, um, do, uh, we want to just kind of do what we did last week and just pick out, um, books and stuff? Yeah, I figured we could go around and talk about our favorite dystopian novels or utopian whatever. Do you want to start? Yeah, of course. I love dystopian novels. Um, so if you look at our Instagram, we've been doing a lot of polls about which one's the best. And most of my entries were dystopian <clears throat> or utopian novels. Um, Dorothy Must Die can count as one. Um, Brave New World, Utopia. And then there's like a bunch of different stuff. You know, I'm such a literature major. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, I like the stories where it's kind of like asking what can we warp about this world that's a little bit too real and could happen? Handmaid's Tale is a good example. Um, most of my personal writing is about dystopias. In our last, in my last creative writing class, I wrote a story about what if um, homosexuality was the norm versus heterosexuality. It was great. I made so many people uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was the idea or the words you were using. What are you talking about? Mm. anyway keep going so basically the story was about i kind of explained how people were made it was fun um but by far my favorite dystopian novel is brave new world i've honestly never read it well you should me neither so brave new (laughs) world um it was written back in like the 1950s i think it was written by aldous huxley um basically this guy Aldous Huxley back in the past he was kind of like trying to predict what would happen in the future um and he got a lot of things right but there's also some things that are really weird like he thought in the fashion world like zippers would be a big thing I mean he got it kind of right have you looked at the fashion kingdom hearts um okay at least somebody got it um But then also he started talking about um, back whenever he wrote it, the pill wasn't a big thing, but he made it seem like a big thing. Like he predicted that it would become like a normal thing. 
Um, he also wrote about women's reproductive rights and how like they would be kind of like problematically viewed sometimes. He also talked about um, over medication and how there's always this need to be happy. It's a really good book. It can be a slog to get through, but once you understand what's going on, it's so good. How long is it? Is it really, is it like a Sounds short story or? It's not a short story, but it's also not like a huge book. I'd say it's like maybe in the 200 to 300 range. So, cool. Um, <clears throat> I would say one of like some of my favorites. Obviously, I like I like George Orwell a lot. So, Animal Farm and 1984 are both. Like, have you all read either of those? 1984. No. You didn't read Animal Farm? No one read Animal Farm. I've read Animal Farm. Okay, okay. <laughs> we read those in school because for some reason that was like the kind of stuff we read in school, but. Those were some of my favorites. I'm into that kind of stuff. I'm into his writing a lot, which Mikayla remembers because she was in, in in Zorn's class when I did the presentation on Orwell. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. also another one I wanted to bring up. It's more apocalypse than, I guess, this topic of like dystopia. But did you did you all read the Compound? <clears throat> that sounds familiar. Uh, well, I was yeah, telling you about it last week. I think Michaela, because it because I know I know you haven't read it. So I was telling you about it, and you even were like, "Oh, that sounds really interesting." But it was like like when I was in middle school, we had to read the all of the Young Hoosiers. So it was a list of twenty books, and I was in like honors English, so we had to read all twenty of them, and then we had to read four other books. So we had to read six books a quarter every school year, and that book was on the list one year, and it was about like a family that like the apocalypse happened whatever and they went down into their compound like underground compound and they were living there for like years and like the dad was just putting in place all these like crazy rules and like just going crazy and then at the end of the book like you find out that the dad lied about everything like the kid decides to just go out in the real world and see what, what happened and the world was just normal like nothing had changed, but his family was just lying to him for years. And I is that what they based that Shyamalan movie? I don't on? watch a lot of movies, so I have no idea if there's a movie made about it. But <clears throat> I just got on the Wikipedia page. This is a good read. The book was first released on April 29, 2008 through blah 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 um, and centers upon a young man named Eli who has been living in a compound for six years. Mikayla, does that like um, <laughs> Gordon came up with the idea of including cannibalism in the novel after watching oh, a television God. show where a dinosaur fed a favorite offspring the bodies of his less fortunate brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's a good read. <laughs> okay. Good read. Good read. Okay. We're all really quiet this week, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had 25 yeah. minutes in which I just <laughs> made everybody sad. <laughs> yeah, because as we've discussed before, Austin is benefiting massively from this pandemic, and no one else in the world is. I don't know. That's not true. 
There are plenty of people spent up. Yeah, I'm doing great. (laughs) I will be once I get my unemployment. (laughs) Keep holding out. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. Because I figured, like, there's other stuff you all probably want to talk about. Well, I got two. I personally love The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, it's like the worst. It's like if you imagine everything that sucks <laughs> in America actually coming true. And I like that. And then I like the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. I know. Hit me with the laughs. Uh, but it's, you know, what happens when the world dies and the only thing left is to, you know, get what little bit of revenge you can and then take yourself out with it. Yeah. Also, like, I've heard about The Dark Tower. I've never read it. So, like, I'm not going to laugh at you for it. I know the movie was garbage. Um, My uncle, he was, like, a raving fan of The Dark Tower and was excited to see the movie be made. But he was ultimately let down. So, I've heard about it. Yeah, I have... um... And like an extended family member that's like obsessed with Stephen King and he always like when I was younger was just like was like yeah they're not they haven't like made the Dark Tower yet because they want to actually make it good and blah 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 and then the movie came out and it was not good and I just had a little like victory laugh as like as I just saw like reviews popping up on places You know what the problem with the Dark Tower series is? If you do it the way the books are written, the main character is not a good guy. Like in the like the the book, he's the good guy only because like the people he's after are doing worse things. But he like kills a ten year old in the first book because the ten year old got in the way of him finishing his job. In, like, the second book, he helps a drug addict, only because if he doesn't help the drug addict, he can't finish his job. He, in the third book, he helps a handicapped lady by breaking her psyche, and out of her psyche becomes a new person. Like, he helps people, but he doesn't do them willingly. Like, he, all he cares about is what his end goal is, and that's to kill, um, like, the Red King is what they call him. He doesn't care about anything else other than that. So, like, if they would have done that in the movie, A, they couldn't have had Edris Elba do it because who can look at Edris Elba and be like, oh, he's actually a bad guy. They would have needed, like, Clint Eastwood from 1974, back when he was six foot three and looked crazy to pull it off legitimately. So, I don't know. I think that's the biggest problem with the Dark Tower series of Aguilar actually getting it taken care of, but... They're amazing books. Liliana, what are some of your some of your picks? Is she not paying attention? Liliana! <laughs> I yeah, I know, you know that's why I was asking. In my... She's doing what I wish I was doing, playing Animal Crossing <laughs> and ignoring you all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Michaela. <laughs> um, 
so I'm not a huge fan of dystopia. Um, I haven't read a whole lot. Um, something that I have read, like um, we've talked about, is um, Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut. I have read that, um, but it was okay. It is good. I read it the first time. My it. Uh, it's I read it. My be good. yeah, it's supposed. To be good. I read it my freshman year over at Ivy Tech, and um, it was interesting. Um, and yeah, I'm not a. What was that? What? Okay. Um, I don't. I thought I heard something. It might have been something from my house. So who knows? Um, uh, like I said, very little dystopia. Um, but I was thinking, uh, the book we read for Wells, um, do androids dream of electric sheep? That's post something or other. I don't even know what to describe that as other than sci-fi. It's a utopian. <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah, that's what it was fall under. Really? Okay. Yeah, because the the difference is dystopia means that the world has failed, mm-hmm. um, or has become something so twisted that the that the positive actions are getting destroyed by the negative actions. Utopia means things are working. There's just elements that are vastly different than our society. Yeah. So like, oh wait, you go off. So like. So, like, if you think about it, like, um, Handmaid's Tale is, it's technically a functioning society, but the world is dying because they can't have enough humans, and um, they take everything to the extreme that they do. Like, rape is considered the good way to have babies in Handmaid's Tale. So, like, that's dystopia. Whereas, like, in Android Dream of Electric Sheep, yes androids are treated poorly but the humans by and large in the novel have got it pretty good like they have fake humans doing all the shitty jobs up to and including others up to and including killing other fake humans Liliana and I are trying to solve why we can't hear Liliana (laughs) Because she can hear us. We can't hear her. Because <laughs> she's, cause she's hmm. not paying attention and playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. The rest of you bitches need to get a switch. They're sold out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Said, I'm playing PS4. Because uh, now we're, I'm just going to talk for Liliana. She said, fuck, I'm trying to talk. Tell Austin to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, Liliana. <laughs> we miss you. It's fine. We know you don't actually like doing a show with us. <laughs> she doesn't have to. You all are graduating anyways. True. <laughs> if by yes. graduating you yes. mean get a piece yes, of paper in the mail. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> I feel bad for Liliana. She's like, I've been trying to talk. <laughs> Mm, likely story. <laughs> so Liliana just said that her favorite novel in dystopian Hello? is oh, What up? Hey. Hi. 
Hey. First of all, Austin, fuck <laughs> off. Second of all, <laughs> my headphones weren't working for some reason. I could hear you all the entire time, and then they just stopped working. I'm glad you just chirped in. I was about to log. Well, now, now you can come back and tell us some of your faves. Uh, cool. Uh, so, I don't really read a lot of dystopian either. Uh, or utopian there's like the the most popular like when everybody read it in middle school I read Hunger Games but yeah. in more like which Mikayla still hasn't literature read literature Mikayla <laughs> what the hell I know. I'm gonna start mailing you books I know she's been reading the bible real hard this last few days hey Austin yes. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> That'd oh my god, that could be your first piece of merch. <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say is tell me I'm wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> Liliana, please, please talk. Um, I've also read uh, Fuck What It's Animal Farm in high school too. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, you did. Uh <laughs> Yeah, what was that? Who doesn't enjoy Animal Farm? That's fair. Animal Farm was a really good read, especially considering it was so short and it could keep my attention span. Um, most of them are like the young adult novels that are dystopian because I really was into dystopian in high school, and now I am not so much. Lord of the Flies, that's one. Y'all, y'all read that? Um. Yeah, I, my teacher tried to get me to read it, oh. but I didn't. There was another book about it had grasshoppers in it, and then like it was really weird. It was James and the Giant Peach. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like something about the world, uh, and like he tried to get the class to read it, and. Um, it was about like there are giant grasshoppers like taking over the world <laughs> and like a group of boys are trying to survive and like killing off grasshoppers and it was so weird the way he described it but he was like no guys this book is good and I'm like okay <laughs> I, think I mean I but if it was off the shelf the entire time so apparently people really liked it to read it Okay. That's about my the extent of my uh, dystopian um... <laughs> But I do remember like the point where I kind of <laughs> stopped reading that kind of stuff though like stopped enjoying it was when I read the fifth wave and was like oh this is awful and then just ditched yeah. the genre completely like that was definitely the point where I was like nope we're moving on <laughs> No see that was that was me too the fifth wave was the last dystopian novel that I tried to uh and I hated it and because my best friend swore by it and I read it and I was like this is this is garbage oh I completely forgot about that one uh was that the one where the dude's like an alien that's a good question I didn't finish it because I hated it so <laughs> yeah I, got, like, I, I yeah, mean no it was just like in a spoilers Austin 
about a girl, like a teenage girl. Apocalypse happens. Her whole family dies. Always is. She's horny. Um, uh, and then, like, the apocalypse yeah. just, <laughs> like, keeps happening. Like, different things keep happening in waves. Wait, wait, wait. Was there a teenage boy that with another teenage boy? And she has to choose between them. And if she picks the right one, it'll save the world. How's it lost, then? Did you read the book? <laughs> so the book Liliana was talking about is, I believe, Grasshopper Jungle. By yes, that's what it. That was it. You know, I haven't thought about that book forever. Who? Would we like to read yes, the synopsis? please. 16-year-old Austin Sherba or something like that interweaves the story of his Polish legacy with the story of how he and his best friends, Robbie. Why is that plural? Okay. They're all named Robbie. The humanity. <laughs> brought about the end of humanity and the rise of an army of unstoppable six-foot-tall praying mantises in small-town Iowa. To make matters worse, Austin's hormones are totally oblivious. Yeah, they are. They don't care that the world's in utter chaos. Austin is in love with his girlfriend, Shan, but remains confused about his sexual orientation. He's stewing in a self-professed constant state of a mac- of maximum horniness <laughs> directed at both Robbie and Shan. Ultimately, it's All up of the to Austin to save yeah, the world <laughs> and propagate the species in this sci-fright journey of survival, sex, and the complex realities of the human condition. Yep, that, that, I forgot oh, how horny it was, but yeah. And that's why I hate dystopian novels. <laughs> We've got the classic. End of the world. All the Robbies. Horniness. <laughs> Six foot praying mantis. <laughs> Iowa. Saving the world. Mikhail, you should read it. Aren't you glad I introduced you guys to this novel? Uh, <laughs> yep, thanks, bud. That sounds like a bodice ripper of yours, Liliana. I think this is Austin's autobiography. <laughs> you right. There I was. Confused by the Robbie. I mean, just replace um, Robbie with Matt and then Shan with Michaela, and everything's perfect. Uh, oh, and praying mantises with the coronavirus? <laughs> Austin created the coronavirus. Rona, Rona, Rona. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, you know what would go great in the background while you're giving that synopsis? That song, just oh, fuck the two yeah. of us. We can make it if we try. Oh <laughs> and the reason the kids in high school like that book is because of how horny it was. <laughs> Shout out to Twilight. Uh, there was also about... Uh, a guy who kept getting boners in class and how his journey of trying to get rid of them. Oh my god. That was also highly recommended by him. And it was, and that one I did read, and it was actually okay. 
was it? Let me guess. It ended no. with a bottle of Jergens. No, it was surprisingly PG. Uh, doesn't sound accurate, huh? How do we? How do we recover? From well, now that we've been wildly, <laughs> you're <off>. welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Liliana. Usually you're the one keeping us in line. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, my mental health is deteriorating so fast that I can't be in my terminal anymore. <laughs> okay. So we've learned that Liliana's favorite dystopian novel is about giant prey mantis. <laughs> yep. A swarm of them. <laughs> Yeah. And Can't forget that corners. part. We can try. Mm. <laughs> it's apparently integral. It was in the synopsis. <laughs> well, now that we've veered wildly off topic, where think, do we want to go but, from here? I will say, I think that that book points out, points to all the things that I hate about dystopian stuff, is that like does it have to like be so horny? I it's, yeah, I mean it's like a formula. I mean, small town horniness, and then some well, okay. weird thing happens. Like it's it's just you know they're not often like clever. They're giant grasshoppers. I mean, if I can make one argument. For why, at the very least, dystopia knows what it's doing. It's this. Those novels are speaking to a specific age group, and that is all they think about. That's fair. I mean, yeah. like, if you think about it right now, all I see on Twitter was, um, my mental health is deteriorating, Animal Crossing, and wow, I'm really horny. <laughs> yeah, like... If you think about it, they're speaking to like teenagers. And when you're a teenager, it is easy to tap into some uh, repressed feelings, if you know what I'm trying to say. So when you, like in the Hunger Games, have a romantic cave setting in which two starstruck lovers have to kill each other, but oh, they're making out in the cave, it really mm -hmm. just sells it. And on that fun note, I have to go pack a house. You got a what? Oh, yeah, Matthew, didn't you hear? I'm driving Why? to West Virginia tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. fill him in. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>